Welcome, folks, to episode 179 of the Morgan Official Forbes Feed Podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face of... Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. Like, it's... We're back to normal. You know, we're back to our, our normal uh, scheduled programming. You know, so we did we did our Goldies Awards. We did our preview. Yep. And now we can just go back to reviewing movies because they're starting to come out again. Yes, right? they so. are starting to come out. And as you guys saw in last week's episode, uh, go check that out, episode 178. Um, we There's a bunch of good stuff actually coming down the pipeline for you guys. And we can't wait to bring it to you guys. Um, but before we get to that, we have a bunch of coming attractions, right? Um, yes, yes, in for these folks absolutely. Today. Yeah. So first is we got the trailer for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, which is I, I thought it was a second trailer because the first one was so long, I, right? But apparently not. Right? I thought <laughs> this was um, I thought the first thing we saw was a trailer, not a teaser. So that's surprising. Yes. Um, I was down already. I didn't have to see all this extra stuff. It was cool to see the main baddie. I kind of didn't have to see that. I wish they would have right. saved that because it did look really cool. Uh, so let's see what happens, Otex. Like I said, I was down from the teaser, you know. So this one didn't really add anything to it either besides showing us the, you know, the monster. It was like everything we already saw. And I'm like, oh, I saw this already. And then we saw, oh, the monster's in this one. So I guess this is the official first trailer. But I'm, I am assuming during the big game we're going to, you know, you know, see some more maybe like another spot or something. Yeah, this was the one that that's like uh, hammered home that, oh, no, they're going to be involved this time. Like the old guys, right? Like they're going to be around this time. We're going to see a lot more of the old guard. They're involved with the story yeah. instead of like being cameos at the end, which was, you know, we talked about that before. It's not really, you know, I'm not really nostalgic for it. But in that first one, it worked because they popped up at the end. So, you know, I'm... I'm wondering if you did you know, say this though, there right? the whole time. You did say this right? before. Yes. I mentioned that I'm like I like the way that it focused on you know the young generation, it was just the new crew, right? yes, the family yes, of Egon, thousand percent. So um, I hope we don't get a lot of the Bill Murray quips and the Dan Aykroyd back and forth and all this other stuff. That's what I'm a little concerned of because that can get out of hand quickly. Um, but yes. listen, like it's cool. It's Ghostbusters. I like what they did with Afterlife. Um, so I am, I'm down anyway. I told you guys, I mean, I'm, we're I was seeing down. This. Yeah, we're definitely yeah, down. Yeah, either way, we're seeing this. We're going to review it and, uh, we'll follow up on it when it actually hits. Uh, the next thing is another thing we're just going to see, of course, uh, Despicable Me 4. Oh, yes. We got the first trailer for it. And you and I, during the preview, you know, you brought up the fact that, oh, is it aging up the girls? No. no. That it answered that immediately, but. Drew now has a baby. Yes. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the formula text, right? It's the formula, yeah. right? You throw a baby in I'm, that thing, yo. you make the dude a father. Um, again, I guess for you know for Gru. Yeah. Um, like I'm so surprised you and I didn't guess that, right? Like it's it's such like a sequel thing to do. Because he adopted three yeah. girls already. You know, <laughs> he was already a dad. You yes, need another baby, already, but yeah. I guess you wanted your own little kind of. Uh, Grew out there, right? It's Grew Junior or whatever yeah, it is. It's it's the it's the baby Yoda effect, right? It's like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a baby Grew in this, and you know, shenanigans and toys and whatever, right? But you know, um, outside of that, it, it just looks like another cute, fun little movie. Right? Yeah, like I, we're it's it's a, we're just gonna see. Yeah, listen, I'm down. <laughs> I've been watching these things in theaters since the first one came out, and uh, and that was before I had my kids. And now that, you know, I'm, I'm, my kids are invested in it, you know, they're full on minions and stuff like that. So, um, you know, they know the lore and everything, you know, there's a whole universe nice. of this thing. Yeah. So, you know, um, they were excited to see the, uh, the trailer for this thing. So they're excited. I'm yeah. excited. It should be a good uh, deal at the movies. I hope they have cool little souvenirs at the theater, you know, cool little collectibles, I mean you know. Yeah, like get a minion popcorn bucket, right? Yes. Like, it's the right, like it's right there. Just give it to yes. us. Yes, uh, give me a big so, bob about this, like this size. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next trailer on this list, uh, it's just um, the complete opposite, I guess. <laughs> of you know, <laughs> they're they're doing a Roadhouse reboot starring Jake Gyllenhaal, and we got the trailer for it. It's coming to Amazon. Uh, there was a whole thing online. I forget the director's name. He's a guy who's done stuff, but his yes. whole thing was like he was upset 
at, at Amazon for like putting it on Amazon instead of like releasing it in theaters. And so, you know, I had that in mind when watching the trailer and I'm glad it's going to Amazon. I will just say that straight out. <laughs> Absolutely agree one thousand percent. Um we, we were watching this thing, you know, and I was like yes. huh. Like, you know, I'm glad I'm glad this was straight to streaming. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it, it looks it. Um <laughs> I understand the director was very upset about uh, you know, the streaming only theater. Um I guess he signed up. Uh, when he signed up it was like, you know, gonna have a theatrical release. But uh um listen, buddy. Hey this could happens, work out yeah. for you, all right? It could work out where if the movie is actually good, you know, you know, Amazon has been known to put stuff in theaters because they have that kind of yep. money. So if it if it is good and, and it has legs, you know. And that's the thing, too. Yeah, you could be upset about it not going to theaters, but streaming releases, there's a lot to say if, like, if it happens to be, like, the biggest premiere on Amazon in ever or something like yeah. that right like yeah if, it, if it's such a hit that when it when it releases people immediately watch it and if amazon could say oh it's our biggest release it's our biggest movie drop in like a year or three years or whatever that's that's also big so you know it, it i'm glad it's not, i'm glad we don't have to go to the theater to see this but we are it is one we are gonna watch. Yeah, and but listen, like I said, I'm glad I'm glad I don't have to pencil in a trip out of the house for this one. I can, you know, I, I put it on the you know, on the queue and then just worry about it um in the evening, you know? Um Yeah, because yeah. that's that's the original Roadhouse too. Like I know Roadhouse was like theatrical, all that stuff, but I, you know, I'm not of that gen. I didn't see it till it was on TV. Yeah. And when I saw it on TV, that's that's how I associate Roadhouse. Yeah, same. And you know even I mean? then, like it was I, like a censored version and chopped up edited version of the movie. So Yeah, it, it's just a guy who beats up other guys. And like, yeah, that's cool and all, but that's not really like a, you know, a big screen thing, right? It's not it's not a John Wick where he's like fighting like a million dudes. Yeah. It's, you know, Listen, <laughs> and it's not like, a trailer that we're going to talk about here in a bit, right? Where it's like, yeah, it doesn't like visually look that yeah but but again as we mentioned it is something on our slate um and we will be watching it for you guys um so we'll let you know if it's a wait for it or stay away from it because off the bat right now it's a it's a wait for it for me yeah it's giving giving waiting for it vibes right yeah totally absolutely it's it's kind of the same case for you know the next one we're talking about tarot which is it's not coming to streaming even though looking at it you're like oh okay that's that's like a good like <laughs> you know what though like that's a hulu movie right there in <laughs> its defense though in its defense i did watch a trailer prior to us going on air in its defense the monster design i have to say look pretty gnarly and awesome i that's do agree. the biggest agree. takeaway from this one everything else looks like you know ouija part one a fucking bomb you know excuse yeah. my french you know like yeah. it's just it doesn't look good like the story adding up just just doesn't look like it's gonna add up to something quality it, it looks like they're taking the really easy you know way out oh i found this deck you know, because off the bat in the trailer, they say, oh, it, it's good to um to use your own, yeah. uh, you know, t- to use your own deck or something. And I'm like, oh, here yeah, we go. It's so it's so funny yeah. that kind of talk to me kind of ruined this for other movies. <laughs> right. Because like it talks to me, they're like, oh, you know, they kind of make fun of that whole setup. Right. Yeah. Of like, oh, you know, it was it's the hand of like a, a husband who killed his wife or something like that. And they, you know, or it's like, oh, it was just some hand passed down that I got from my cousin who just happened <laughs> to have it. And so that's the thing. Like it ruins it ruined that setup for me in the future. So now when I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, OK, it's it's just like, oh, we just found this deck of cards. Who cares? Right. And I, I think the setup and I totally agree that like the monster designs are probably what got it greenlit in the first place. You know, Agreed. like and it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of them. And unfortunately, about this trailer, it's we already kind of see all of them. And you know it's it's a shame and yeah it is I, um it, it is a PG thirteen vehicle I think right um yes uh, it's all it's all just gonna be jump yeah scares so it's and, you know we like, have to see exactly how extensive they show these monsters what actions they will be doing on screen um but like I said before the story looks very simplistic you know um too simple yeah. honestly like in my opinion especially for something like this like don't make the same mistakes others did especially with games. You know, 
with the yeah. existing like you know uh black magic games and uh, occult like games you know what i mean like uh, anything with dice cards and like board games like ouija um anything like that that these people will be finding in an attic you know what i mean uh it's gonna lead to the same kind of road you know yeah these these horror game movies like what was it uh truth or dare or like uh what was that one where i think that was truth or dare where it was like they they their faces kind of warped or whatever when they did stuff like it was these these things generally go south and it wasn't until Ouija 2 where we were like yo these movies have potential then look what happened Mike Flanagan got a career so the thing is you know I I I'm holding out hope that this could be one of those it's like oh it's a hidden gem maybe and like you know because that's the thing we don't want to go in and be disappointed right so exactly (laughs) but but listen like like, the morgue and corpse feed will be there for you guys for this one um yeah like I mentioned, what's really attracting me to this one, for sure, is, is the, the creature design. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. how how long they're on screen for, it's something different. How do they pertain to the story and all that stuff and how everything goes down remains yeah. to be seen, right? And, and this one this one has to be like an 80-minute something. Just get in and get out. If, I, Dude, if listen, I look at that runtime and it says like two hours, I I'm done. I am crossing my uh, fingers just, right now yeah. for those of you who cannot see me on the YouTube show, which you should be. Go to YouTube and check us out. Um, but, um, I'm crossing my fingers right now because uh, we've gone down this path. Yeah. We have gone yeah. down this road many a times before and has not been pretty so please for the sake of um of just you know of doing something different you know let's let's do something different right like right crossing my fingers you know um and speaking of something different right this uh trailer next up for this movie called immaculate um yes it's uh with uh, sydney sweeney who i mentioned last episode is going to be everywhere this year you're going to hear us talk about her all the time she's in a bunch of genre yeah. stuff too um madam yeah, webb included right in a, yeah <laughs> she's just in a rom-com i think that hit earlier this year uh now she's gonna be in madam webb yeah the and rom-com with this, Powell, um uh, with the mr uh, yeah, top gun so that's that's three completely different movies, yeah. right? Um, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, so I, um, this one in particular, though, Tex, um, I do have some concerns about this one. The trailer looks very good in terms of how ominous it looks and the vibe and all that stuff. Like with the, you know, the first Omen trailer, you know, that vibe thing, you know, um, this one has that vibe. Yeah. But I have seen this story recently. Um, uh, there was a movie um, called uh, Deliver Us. I reviewed it on my Instagram on Corpse Street. Go check that out. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of about this nun in a, um, in a, um, um, not a coven, <laughs> in a it's convent, in a, coven. <laughs> <laughs> um, a nun in a convent who, you know, gets, um, uh, a pregnant by holy means or something, you know, in that movie, it turns out it was like, um, a first omen thing or an omen thing where it, ha- it was the devil and it was the antichrist and like the, the anti-antichrist, you know what I mean? Um, twins, okay. you know what I mean? So this one in particular, seeing the nun pregnant and stuff, I'm like, oh, let's see where this goes. Um, the vibe yeah, is definitely it, different because in Deliver Us, it, it, it has a very action-y feel. It, it goes away from the horror stuff. It gets very uh, very action, where we have to run away from these people chasing us and all this stuff. Um, so this one looks like it's keeping it more to this very dark, you know, you know, vibe. So I don't know, man. I'm a little concerned because I saw this story, and and it's a it's a trend I've seen, um, especially in genre films and genre filmmaking, where when there's a a a particular topic, um, it kind of gets done over and over again several times in different iterations. So let's see what this one has in store. Um, but so- text. I, I want to know what you think about it. Yeah, at least on my end of things, I haven't seen it yet, yeah. right? So I, I haven't seen Immaculate Conception as a thing outside of, like, Rosemary's Baby or whatever. And so here, like, I immediately got devil baby vibes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, she's got a devil baby, uh, you know? And But I think what what draws me here it's not exactly like the idea itself right it's not the immaculate conception like that's a good hook but i think what makes this interesting uh, just in terms of just vibes once again it, first over thing where i was like yeah i'll defend the vibes right so but here 
I think it looks to be more about the people reacting to the fact that she has like a baby, right? Yeah. Like a, a god baby, you know. And I I do want to see more of that. Like I hope that it's more about like the the religious people reacting to the fact that she's basically become like a saint or whatever through this immaculate conception, right? So yeah. I'm hoping um, yeah, and it, it seems to have like a lot of those things, right? They're like worshiping her at points, and then they're doing all sorts of weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I'm it, hoping it, it becomes like uh, it becomes uh, very kind of occultish and very like religious yeah. uh, per is, se. And that's the stuff I want to see more of. And I hope that's what it is because it's more interesting than than she just has a devil baby. Yeah, you know, because like like you said, it's a thing that's you know that has been seen. It's new to me, so I'm I'm curious to see what this ends up becoming. Yeah, me too. But I hope it's I hope it's more about the people reacting to the fact that she has a, a a devil baby or a god baby or whatever they decide it turns out to be, right? And yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think what I think what what'll make this really hit is that if she actually gives birth to the thing, and if at some point in the movie we get like a a demon baby look because. That that the was demon the babies whole thing always, with Rosemary's baby. Cool in my right? book. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, we definitely got the that, demon baby at the end. So, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, and there's a reason why people remember that movie. It's because of the demon baby. So, any movie you can get a demon baby, I'm in. So, you know, I'm yeah, listen, I'm with it. Like, like I, I, I'm, I'm down at too. It, I'm with it. I'm down too. This one uh, looks like it's taking a different direction. Um, as yeah. I mentioned before, so I'm down with it. I hope it's not up its own butt though. Right, like this could also go completely south, right? Like it it looks like it it could also be very like what studio is it insisting upon itself? You know, (laughs) what studio is it again? Is it Neon? It's Neon's distributing it, so it's like yeah, Neon. Neon, for instance, for those who don't know Neon, they have they have that track record. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, for instance, they're. Their first major kind of big release was uh, that Neon Demon from uh, Wending Refn um, back in yes, years ago. This is why, like, this is why I thought they were named Neon. Yeah, like I thought it was yeah, like a, a Neon production company, right? But I was, that I was being like, said, oh, and all yeah. that, um, no comedy or laughs here. That being said, Neon Demon wasn't the best, and Neon itself has had a track record of not of having more uh, style over substance. Um, and that's what I'm a little concerned about, um, cause a 24 yeah. had a lot of substance and it had the style afterwards and it just kind of blended in, um, over time it's changed, but, uh, neon has always put that style first. Um, so yeah, neon, um, yeah. neon is aesthetic. Neon yeah. is a, when you want like it. an aesthetic movie, right? Agreed. When you want like a movie with a certain visual flair, then you watch neon things, but, uh, you know, it, they don't always have the, the substance to back it up. So, yeah. you know, I completely agree. This could go, that's the thing. It's, there are two extremes here. There, it, I, it could go either way and I'm hoping it's a good one. Um, yeah, was, you know, I, especially cause it's coming in like in March. Yeah. So we'll be seeing that fairly. Soon. very soon uh, and speaking yeah, of going so, uh, um uh you know smoothly and positively uh is this next one on the on the list right the final trailer and our coming attractions here um uh, yes monkey one thousand percent monkey 1, man monkey man oh. monkey man uh dev patel's uh, uh debut right as director yeah, his directorial debut yeah dude like wow um impressive trailer hooked yeah i'm so down it has vibes of like ong bak um with like um protector along yeah with, and it's got oh. and it's got that that it's got that cleanliness of the john wick style yeah right? of it, like it looks very know, crisp right yeah the choreography like got, and the movements you know, and look the, very good man yes so it's like it's cleaned up it's tightened like it looks like it's it's gonna have like that's the thing. It's we were just talking about Roadhouse, where it's like, oh, it's just a movie about a dude who beats up other guys, <laughs> right? And Monkey Man is exactly that. But you know, it there's there seems to be already stuff going on, right? Yeah, like, there's a lot it behind it like, already. There's like an uh, there's yeah. an underground like you know crime factor going on here. Um, yeah, it looks it looks like it's a whole world. The fighting right? thing and, looks really you know, cool too. This ring, like he has this yeah. like you know, there's a ring here. He's wearing this monkey mask and everything. It looks really dope. Um, I hope it's good. You know, that being said, <laughs> I hope it's good. Yeah. You, 
1,000% agree, because it, it also could go the other way completely, right? <laughs> Always. Like, it could always go could, the other this, way. <laughs> this one could also be up its own butt, you know? Yeah. This one could also, like, ha- like reach for things that it's not saying, right? It, it could very well, uh, like, I, I I haven't seen Dev Patel in something in a while. Like, I didn't see Green Knight, did you? No, uh, I, I, I didn't either. I heard... I heard, uh, you know, positive things about it, uh, not too many right. negative things. So I, I, I want to catch it sometime and see how good it was. But uh, and then, but usually when when an actor decides to go into directing, it's like you know I'll make it my own damn self kind of thing. So I'm hoping like that this is that kind of movie. He wrote right? the movie like, as well, like he wrote the script. Yes. So um, yeah, he's so writing and directing. This is one of those so things. yeah. Where he's I, like, I, I'm making this my own damn self. If no one's going to make it for me, I'll do it myself. Yeah, and agreed. I do I, hope I, um, it does come out positive for him because at times we've yeah. seen, like, for instance, uh, Keanu Reeves had a movie. It was released on Netflix. It was his, like, like a directorial debut for him. It was a martial arts movie. Um, he, Mana Tai Chi? Yes. He played the bad guy in that movie as well. And Yeah. Uh, I, like, like, okay. So, <laughs> I... I like Man of Tai Chi. I liked I be, it. I it wasn't the best though. Um, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. It wasn't terrible, right? It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Yes. but it was also not great. But so, it, but know, honestly then- though, like I was <laughs> like it was watchable. It just wasn't what I uh, I thought Keanu would have got given us some more like mm, you know. Um, yeah. But listen, hey, yeah, like. You made a movie. I have it. So that's awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So and great. Me, me, I'm a I'm a sucker for like fighting tournament movies. Oh, like, I you love know, Blood my Sport, tournaments. Kickboxer. You we, know, need Kub- a, we, need a, we need a show yeah. about, you know, yeah, tournaments. Like, the Quest. Have you guys seen yeah, The Quest I'm, out there with Jean-Claude Van Damme where he plays like oh. it's like in the early 1900s or whatever. And he, you know, he. Dude. Yeah. yeah. The Quest was dope. My mom took me to see that in the theaters, by the way. Dude, Shout out to my mom. I love. <laughs> yeah. Like I love a good tournament in a movie. Like when you can like it. And that's the thing, too. Just just sidebar before we get to the feature presentation. Oh, sure. Right. Like. I love tournaments. I love you know, tournaments. When it's like a sports tournament or it's like a, you know, fighting tournament. When you put a tournament story in a movie, it just, I don't know, man, something about it just like amps it up, right? Like Because there's stakes, like, oh, right? Yes. There's stakes right? and like, consequences, man. Yeah. Like look at movies like Karate Kid, right? Where it's like, the I think Karate Kid is probably like the quintessential example of like a, 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 tur- a fighting tournament movie. Honestly, right? honestly, though, probably- like. I'm sorry. I have to put myself out there. Um, I like Karate Kid. Um, not the first thing I think of when it comes to tournaments, folks. Best of yeah, the best. Uh, well, it is Bloodsport, though. Like Bloodsport, blood sport, yes. Like but like one. sanctioned karate stuff, you know, Taekwondo stuff. That's true. That's you know, fair. like I don't think of Karate Kid. Best of the best, man. You know what? I'm going to have to have a drop where it goes, pop it, Tommy, pop it, when Eric Roberts yeah. fucking popped his shoulder. But best of the best, again, it has consequences. James Earl Jones is in it as the like the coach of the team and everything. Um, so we need to have, we need to have a show about tournaments, man. Yeah, we're going to have to do like a, a tournament. Yeah, we're going to have to do a tournament. I think like a tournament of like tournament movies or something like we're gonna have to like play the long game with this march madness is coming up right (laughs) listen we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make our own bracket and kind of figure it out from there like oh text say no more text (laughs) say no more we're gonna work on that for you guys because that sounds like a lot of fun um but folks um uh you know what was a lot of fun our future presentation Welcome back, folks, and uh, this is our feature presentation of today's show, and we're covering the one and only Argyle, um, uh, Matthew Vaughn, I believe, uh, is the director. Yes. And um, honestly, just off the bat, wait for it. That's just before I get into spoilers, because I I think we need to talk about spoilers in order to really break this down properly. Um, But yeah, for me, it's a wait for it, honestly. It had had a cool story to it. Uh, It had a cool story. It just just lives long, man. It was just it, it felt very long to me. It uh, it dragged out in the middle of the movie a lot. Um, yeah, we're gonna get into that some more. But for me, it's a wait for it, folks. Um, this honestly is an example of something that should have been released on on Prime or any kind of uh, you know streaming vehicle. Honestly, yeah. Speaking speaking of direct yeah. streaming, yeah, right? exactly. So okay, so uh, setting us up here. Uh, 
pay for it. Let's, uh, for those who just joining us for the first time, our scale is pay for it, wait for it, stay away from it. Pay for it is, you know, go to the theater to see it or rent it immediately mm-hmm. whenever it's uh, available to pay. Wait for it is wait for it to become available at home, you know, stream it at home, rent it digitally, all that stuff. And then stay away from it, self-explanatory, right? So, but Argyle, I will also say wait for it and stay away from it it's a next year for me where it's like it's very like it's on the borderline right there yeah. of like you don't need to see this really yeah yeah you don't need to see it and you won't be missing out on anything it's not but gonna add anything also but also like if you're you know if you have like apple tv plus and it hits apple tv plus in like a couple months and you're like doing the laundry or something maybe turn it on then you can see it then right like there are there are worse options streaming wise but i think it's on that borderline of like yeah like you actually you i don't think you'll miss out on anything by not seeing it unfortunately that's the thing because like getting into it uh i i guess yeah like i i guess we'll just put the spoiler tag from here on out yeah, right just yeah, um, we're just gonna talk about just it. in case yeah because we kind of you kind of have to just talk about it here because yeah. matthew vaughn uh so spoiler alert from here on out we will be spoiling argyle we will be spoiling who the real agent argyle is because that was a whole that was a whole thing in the marketing it was a big joke among yeah. fans online of just like oh who could it be maybe they're getting like a random actor for it spoiler alert no <laughs> it's part of the story and then the story continues from that point on uh so Argyle, it is needlessly complicated. I think that is basically what the big criticism of it, right? Agreed. It's just, I think, I think you can say outright, uh, one of the things about Argyle too is it is adapted from like a real book and there was some like, some shady dealings with it because it was a book that some author immediately put out and then it also got greenlit for a movie like it was and so people are like okay is is the author somebody like well known writing under a pen name or something because it it got like and so that was a whole other who is the real author to like there there is an on top of whatever's going on in the book it's like there's a whole other thing about it but but the movie itself if you've seen any recent Matthew Vaughn movie, you've seen Argyle. So <laughs> that, point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way to put yeah. it. The perfect way to put it. Yeah. Like, it, it is set within the Kingsman universe, which makes it, once again, needlessly complicated. Because <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be. I, it doesn't have to be, you know? It could have been a thing yeah, all of like, itself, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing, too. And I get I get Kingsman and wanting to have that, that, like, that franchise tie. But also, yeah, because then it starts raising even more questions about it, right? Like, it starts going, okay, so Argyle is, uh, it's what the trailers say. It's a writer who writes a story, and then, oh, it turns out these sto- these stories are real spy missions that mm-hmm. she's predicting. And then, you know, the first, the first, what, like, half of the movie, I think, is basically following that trend, right? Of, yeah. Like, her her piece helping like Sam Rockwell's agent shows up to like help her piece all that together so they can get some other MacGuffin and then halfway through the movie spoiler alert it's revealed that she's actually the agent Argyle yeah, she's like been, who you know yep, she, she's been brainwashed name, her, and all this so yes yes like she's the real Argyle and she's been writing out her missions and she's been brainwashed by like this evil syndicate who's using like her to like write out these missions to like reveal where this MacGuffin is. And, and then that's about a uh, halfway into it. And then uh, three fourths into the movie, then there's another twist that she was actually working for this evil syndicate. Yeah. And she was like, she was going to betray what's his name and then it's like oh she's got amnesia at the same time and it's like remember your spy stuff remember all yeah, this yeah remember simba and then simba. and then the movie keeps going from there like you know the three force in it's like oh she's also an evil member of the syndicate the movie then keeps going <laughs> it's like oh okay we have to close up this whole thing this romantic relationship she had with sam rockwell's character they have to have more fight scenes and just laying out the plot itself, I hope really clarifies just how needlessly complicated this all is. Like, it's just, it's, it's. It hurts to even, like, really kind of break it down like this. Just listening to you <laughs> yeah. break it down, Tex, I'm like, damn, 
This thing really is needlessly there, complicated, a, you know. A, a lot, a lot yeah. happens in it, and a too lot much. happens for for no reason, right? Yeah. Like it's kind of it's way too much. Agreed. Like, uh, it yeah. wouldn't. It would have been cleaner if the real Agent Argyle was just somebody else, right? Like, I think it would have been cleaner if she just happened to be the author who figured out the story. You would have had a clean comedy, you know, because then, you know, then it's like, oh, this author learns how to fight like a spy. And then by the end of it, she's like fighting with like all her skills or whatever. And I feel like that would have just been, I like, it wouldn't have been a great movie, but yeah. it also wouldn't have been as complicated as this one here. Like, like it, it feels so bogged down. Th- there was a point in the movie to be totally honest with all of you people out there that um the point in the movie after she found out that her parents were not her parents right and rockwell came back to save her i think i legit took a micro nap because the, the next thing i know like she figured out she was the agent you know and i'm like wait a minute did i miss something because like, yeah you missed the whole samuel jackson part of it all no because so, i know, you know about like, samuel jackson and all that um but like i don't remember them clearly like what i didn't really like about it like i understand she was the you know the agent behind but like to trigger her memories and stuff they did a lot of like yeah they they brainwashed her with like it's movie brainwashing yes it's like they yeah because she she was okay so the whole thing with the real story was see this is where it gets complicated because it's like she she met up with a hacker that was like gonna give her a flash drive of all the people in the syndicate who she worked for at the time yeah. and she kills him caught up an explosion that he set like a booby trap and it 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 injures her so much she gets amnesia that the boss of the syndicate and like some scientist lady played by Catherine O'Hara, you know, and, and Brian Cranston, great actors in any other kind of you know, <laughs> scope of the thing. And honestly, the thing is, they weren't that bad here no, either. They That's were the thing, good. Is- they understood what they had to do, honestly. Like they got yeah. it. They got it more than I, think, I got it, you know? So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. We're in good hands with them. I think <laughs> one, yeah, just one blanket positive across the whole movie i don't think there were any bad performances i will say that straight out i don't i i think everybody knew what they were there for sam rockwell is obviously the standout because i don't i don't think i've ever been disappointed by him in a movie i i I think i could say that safely i'm trying to remember if i like didn't like him in something but yeah i don't i don't think i can like i think i like him in everything he's been in um and then bryce dallas howard you know she's she's not bad either she gets to like be an action hero and she's pretty good at it like you know she she knows what to do yeah you know? i mean and i have to disagree with the uh, good at the action hero stuff honestly <laughs> i liked her role as the as the author as the right? author like, yeah. you know as ellie yeah. you know um i think she portrayed that very well that character that's like oh my god i'm just stuck in this whole kind of nonsense and then like uh like I think they should have done more with that, you know? I didn't really see her that convincing as this assassin, this killer, um, honestly. That that really took away from and it. That's, um, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And, and then as we um, as we trudged along through the movie, there were, uh, you know, some crazy action sequences that completely just, like, you know, took me out of the entire movie. And so, yeah, yeah so let's, let's talk about that let's next, do it. right? So Matthew, Matthew Vaughn, you know, if... If anyone at home, uh, uh, buddies at home have seen his movies, you likely know his style. His his style for, like, doing action is very, it's very kooky. It's very, like, they're, they're very long, too. That's the thing. Like, his, his movies, when they, when he does action movies, they're, they're usually very long. And long, and I mean long in terms of long sequences, like, uh, there are a lot of them, you know, uh, like, the best, you know, this is... This is why, like, in Kingsman, you know, when he got his own franchise, it kind of, kind of went a little wild because he they kind of gave him full reign to do those wacky action sequences. Uh, text around and, me real quick. Um, what did he do prior to Kingsman again? X-Men First Class, uh, Kick-Ass, and then, uh, yeah, it wasn't really anything else. It was, like, Stardust and Layer Cake were the other two movies. But oh, Layer Cake was pretty good, actually. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and once he got Kingsman, it, he just became, like, the Kingsman director. And then with Argyle, Argyle was his first non-Kingsman one until you realize that, oh, no, it's a Kingsman movie. And so, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's He's gotten so used to kind of doing these elaborate, 
flowery action sequences that like are also kooky and like are also meant to be a little funny and like and so because of that argyle's way down like it's weighed down by these because there are there are almost too many of them. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, like I think by the end when Ellie and Sam Rockwell's characters are like fighting together and it's like they're also like but it's a dance and they're in love and like I think by that point I was like, All right, like it's it's time it's, I was yeah. I was I wanted to do the, the wrap it up side, you know, like okay, like, yeah, it's, like it's time for us to go. It, yeah, you know? like I like I said um when we first started the review here, like I actually dug the story. Like I liked, you know, the whole oh that she was uh you know, the whole agent yeah. and stuff. That was cool and everything, but like um it got as you mentioned, you know, throughout this uh, uh the course of this conversation that it got a little out of hand, right? Um yeah. uh and uh it sucks because it got out of hand at the points where it should have kind of grabbed you in more. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, great point, yeah. Those sequences where um, it, where she goes and goes in, she's wearing this gold dress. She looks gorgeous, right? Both of them are all, like, dressed up, and they got caught, right? Um, and now they're in this facility, which it turns out to be a huge freaking, you know, oil boat tanker thing in the middle of the ocean, right? They got into this like armory room and found all these weapons. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to get some gunfights here. Dope, you know? And we did, but there was so much CGI involved in this scene, um, in the, in the comings, in the coming, uh, action sequences, I should say, not just this one. That completely just like turned me off, man. We get, um, I like the whole smoke thing, you know. Obviously, you need a smoke screen to yeah. kind of escape thing. That yeah, works fine, but then colored colored smoke made for like cool. a, a it, yeah. visually, yes. right? Visually, visually, it yeah, was there. Cool, but then they just kept going, and they kept going, yes. and then they started. As text mentioned, they started dancing like in the middle yeah, of this they're, gunfight. You know, because they're they're rekindling their romance. Yeah, but it's this. like, and, and that's that's the goofy Matthew Vaughn twist. And I get it, but also, yeah, like it's one of those because we've you know because in the context of the movie, this is like the sixth or seventh fight scene we've seen with that kind of goofy twist in it, yes, right? Like, yes. This, not a, not a, and I guess maybe it's because like Argyle is supposed to be that comedic kind of tone, but like none of the fight scenes in the movie like have like they're never played straight or like played. They all have that goofy little tinge to it's it. It's not like a born identity fight scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, and it doesn't have to be. Yeah. But also, it is. I, I do have to say, it's by the time we get to that one with like the smoke and they're dancing and it's long and you're like, all right. And then another one happens after that where she's like an ice skater also. Yeah. You know, because they're like, oh, was the ice skating oh, part of her memories boy. real? And apparently it was. I got a lot of problems with to- you people. I had to hit it. I had yeah, to hit it. And, and she, she like ice skates through the oil. And what sucks is that scene. I, I really dug the idea of the knives into the shoes. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, that's that's a cool idea. Yeah. I, like, give it credit where it's due. But at the same time, it's when you see her ice skating and then, but like... But you see, again, like, all right. it's a cool idea that's taken the extra mile because it didn't have anyone to be like, hey, listen, this is a really cool idea, but let's stop it at the point where... You know, this happens or before she starts freaking doing a whole Olympic routine. You know what I mean? Um, it's and, and with guns involved and everything and she doesn't get shot and she doesn't get any oil on her, which is like, how is that even possible? There's one scene where she's like literally sliding on the oil and gets nothing yeah. on her. And I'm like, you, I'm done. Like, like and then like at that point, and, I was you done. Know, and yeah, like she. Like, I get it, right? Like, this is exaggerated Matthew Vaughn action. This is the, the kind of world he's playing He's playing with. Yeah. But, like, she... It would have been cool if she, she ended up looking like Shakira in the Totura video, you know, where she's, like, <laughs> just, like, completely... And then it maybe... That was my thing. Is the like, chance was right there. We, we needed that, like, bit of seriousness. You know what I mean? It's like we just needed a little bit more to, like... Cause, cause we never that, got that seriousness other... when we needed it. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And there's a whole other fight scene after that. Like that's the thing. It's these these moments are cool, but it's like and it's funny because that's the when... serious fight scene, right? That's like the most serious hand to hand combat scene that they actually had, 
right? Because yes. it's a cool moment. Again, it's, it's another moment, right? Where um, yes, uh, where and that's yes. O'Hara's a character comes out. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, who plays this, as Sex mentioned, this evil kind of you know psychiatrist doctor or whatever. She she hypnotizes her again with this music box, right? And that that's cool. That's dope. I really dug that. I wish we got that sooner. I wish we would have cut out like some stuff from the middle and got to that point sooner because that all I dug that. That made sense. I was a fan. I was a fan of Catherine O'Hara in the movie too. I thought she did a good job along with Cranston. Like they kind of yeah. understood the mission here and they really kind of played the roles super well to be honest. Um to the point where, like, even though I knew some shenanigans were coming, I was like, oh, snap, you're the father, you know? And then yeah. you, you got well, me, they, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're not the father, yeah. you know? So so it had yeah, some really cool moments pulled, there, yes. man. But, like, as as Tex mentioned, it's, it's all kind of taken those very cool detailed moments that matter in the story and progress the story from act to act, right? Those beats get lost because of the excessive action. Like the action sequences that really worked for me and that really kind of just did the job. The train sequence was awesome. Like when he first got introduced, right? That was great. Yeah, like yeah. if they kept the action like that, like I think it would have been a more successful dude, thing. Like like there's nothing and, wrong and with even, mimicking Ethan Hunt. You know what I mean? <laughs> or any of those yeah, movies. Yeah, dude. And, and even then it got overly complicated because at the same time, Ellie was like having flashes of the Argyle character <sighs> that she wrote so it was like Henry Cavill also spliced into the fight, and it's it's supposed to be funny because he's like smooth and taking all the things, and you cut to Sam Rockwell. You know what though? Like, like I kind of I kind of did enjoy that in a way because it did give Cavill, who's the man, it gave Cavill my something Superman, else to do, right? It gave Cavill something else to do and gave him more rain because before he was just this kind of you know this you know this cookie cutter spy uh action hero right but in those scenes i really enjoyed it because it did give cavill that extra range to show that hey i can do other things here and what what i also kind of dug a little bit was that they could have taken this angle where it's like hey this um obviously because of the brainwashing thing this woman's mind is not you know completely healthy here and she's seeing argyle here in a way to cope but then like everything gets kind of smashed when you find out she's the agent and all this stuff and like yeah, it was a story so here that, that could have been done way simpler but matthew vaughn again doing saying. matthew it's, vaughn right yes it, it just it's so needlessly complicated it's i you have there are all these ideas in here that did work i that's why i say it like that's why i say i still can't say complete stay away from it this is why it's on that border of like if you eventually watch it you know you won't be entirely disappointed but also like it's just it's it's overly long it's got so many things going on and like and then it keeps it keeps doing that thing where it's like a reveal is not the reveal because it's another reveal (sighs) within a reveal yeah that was very tiring um I yeah, also it's like, feel oh, Sam Jackson's character was very underused as well. Like, like he didn't need to, he didn't need to be in there. It looks like, like he was just is- hanging out in his home office. I'm like, is that like I was questioning for a second. I'm like, is that an actual location in Sam Jackson's house? Because that desk yeah, looked really uh, custom made and everything. And I'm like, damn, it looks like this dude, is how he really chills out. You know, watching basketball, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if I if I imagine Sam Jackson's like home office setup, this is what I would imagine it looking like, right? Like, yeah. And that's the thing too. It's his scenes are so few and far between. You can imagine him like being on set for like one or two days and then that was you know that was all he did right like his it's kind of again but like again another aspect right another aspect another component of this movie that really kind of like he didn't do anything even after at the end right even after he received these files like what did he do with them right like like what yeah you know like what did he do with them nothing you know yeah nothing yeah yeah okay so Let's let's close out this one by by kind of talking about how it gets even more complicated yes. than necessary because like so the movie you know the movie ends you know they they all escape successfully uh, she turns it into her next Argyle book you know she writes in this Argyle's final adventure and through that we find out what happens to the other characters and then there's another character who like we didn't mention here but she was in the beginning of the movie and it's like oh she was killed in action but she wasn't killed in action I call. I called that so much. I saw that the minute she said, "Oh, a fan, a fan sent me the email." I was like, "Oh, was this one? Yeah, it was this person." And it's not, yeah, it's not like hidden that well either. It's not Not that hit of a twist, right? Not even, but. 
Yeah, and so the final, like, the final scene of the movie is Henry Cavill come, like, he, I guess it's the real version of, okay. Of who, exactly, the real version of who? Yeah, (laughs) is it the real, because she's Agent Argyle, but he's apparently also Agent Argyle, because, like, he, you know, it's a mulleted version of Henry Cavill. But, like, how is that known, you know? Yeah, yeah, what sucks is I saw him and I'm like, man, that's Superman right there. Yes! That's mullet see? Superman. You know what oh, I mean? My <laughs> Superman forever. Especially especially yeah, with the mullet. especially with the curly mullet, you know, it was like the yeah, old school Superman from the nineties, right? Yes. <laughs> the comics. That's what I'm I saw him get up and I'm like, that's my Superman. That's Always and forever. Superman Always my there. Superman. And then and then Okay, so the movie closes on him because he's like, oh, I guess we have some things to talk about. Completely complicated, right? Because you're like, okay. Yeah, because I'm like, um, then, who is this? Yeah, and so a mid credit scene then, like, reveals the Kingsman bar or whatever. So then it, like, completely ties into the Kingsman universe. You see a young version of who I assume is the Henry Cavill character. Yeah. You know, getting brought into whatever whatever is going on and becoming a spy. And then, like, at the end, it says Argyle book one, the movie movie coming soon yeah which i'm just like oh my god <laughs> if this becomes like a franchise within a franchise within a I, but tex you know I what kinda, though? like unless unless it means more henry cavill yes but yes at the same like if it's yes henry cavill, i love it right i i think that's the only way to do it is if it's henry cavill's spy franchise where he gets to be goofy. Dude, you okay. know what's funny? Like, watching the movie and just getting really bored in the middle of it, I was like, damn, we should have gotten more <laughs> of the, like, Henry Cavill, John Cena stuff. That was cool, dude. I want to see more of that stuff, you know? Um, yeah. So but if it does, thing, so, like, listen, it, if it does accomplish that, Cavill and Cena more on screen, I'll take it. But it has to be that. Yeah, it has just, to be that. It has to be these crazy things where he's driving a freaking car on the roof, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it has to be that. To chase after Dua Lipa on like a motorcycle, or whatever. And Listen, that is, I don't like, blame oh, him though. Poisoned. I don't blame him for chasing. Yeah, though. and I have to think too. Like when it opens, I was kind of into it. I'm like, okay, this is the story part, and it, it, that's what I'm saying. It's just it's so needlessly complicated because then who is Henry Cavill? Like who is that character? Right? Exactly. Like, like, like who are you? He and can't what? Be, like like. Like he can't be Argyle because she's Argyle, and it's like, that's the whole point uh, of the movie, right? That she yeah, herself yeah. is arg- like <laughs> literally the stories she's putting in these books are the, the missions she's gone on, right? So, like, yes, yes, introducing that aspect so extremely late in the movie like that, um, after after um, showing that the Cavill character was all in her head when she you know dissolved the character in the mirror, I was just like, man, that went over my head dude i'm so done with this yeah so yeah yeah. that's the thing it's it's so this is once again i have to repeat myself it's just needlessly complicated like there are so many things on top of things on top of things on top of things that you're like come on you couldn't just give us like a straightforward spy comedy movie thing and because they had it they were doing it you know like like you had like when she it's literally that first half of the movie yes I was entertained. Agreed. I yep. was entertained up until she was revealed to be Agent Argyle. Yes, I was and entertained. I was being charmed by Sam Rockwell. I liked the chemistry, yes. the dynamic these people were having. And I'm like, you know what? I'm down for this. But then, like, it just kept going. Yeah. And then just kept yeah, adding more stuff. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is going somewhere that first I'm, not, half, I'm not a fan of. That it. first half teases that it's like a spy action comedy that, you know, they're going to fall in love as she, like, learns how to be a spy. Right? And then and then I was like, oh, okay. And then at the end of the movie, she's going to become an official spy behind it is because she's an author or whatever. Right? And But no. Like, then it gets bogged down by so much just... It, it's garbage. It's yeah, by it garbage is. It that, is. Like, no one, no one uh, went uh, through that script and edited the stuff that shouldn't have been there. You know, there's a lot of fluff in yeah, there. To be stop honest, stop giving with you. Matthew Vaughn free reign. Stop giving him free reign. Yeah, stop it. You know, like it, uh, it's you know, done. like Snyder and stuff like that. We haven't even seen Rebel Moon. Who even knows when Part yeah. Two's coming <laughs> out? You know. Who, but um, and, uh, Sophia Patel is in here too. Like, shout out to her. She's you always know, dope. Like, so she I like Sophia Patel. Yeah, for her sake, I hope Rebel Moon is great because she's great. Like that's the thing. Is yeah, she's I, really cool, I, man. She, yeah, she's another. She's another kind of actress that when she's in something, you can at least count on it being cool because she is. She's just a cool. Yeah, presence, yeah, she is. Right? Like, yeah, uh, she's like this uh, generation's Michelle Rodriguez, right? 
when Michelle yeah, Rodriguez came out with like Resident like, Evil and stuff yeah. like that, she was this badass, <laughs> yeah. you know, character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, oh, let's get Sofia Batella in here. Yeah, let's modern age Letty. It's like, all right, so, cool. But yeah, folks, yeah. Um, uh, uh, before we uh, wrap everything up here in this show, we like to leave you guys with a n- nice little recommendation for you guys to just check out. We haven't recommended anything last few episodes. As Tex mentioned, it was an award show, a preview show, all this stuff. But we're back. Um, and we're talking about spy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, if you want to really catch spy stuff, why don't you go on the streaming app? I think it's on Paramount. And watch Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Catch up on that one before oh, the new one yeah, comes that's, out. That's man. my recommendation too. That like I, I hate to, I hate to good, jump man. on yours. No, it's all, but, it's all good, yeah. man. It's it, yeah. that movie's so good. Yeah, like it's a really good movie. I didn't want to put it in the best of because it was just part of a story. I can't wait to see the end of that thing, man. Oh yeah. So well, speaking of that, speaking of Henry Cavill spy, uh, the man from Uncle. Also a great movie. I don't know where it's streaming. So yes, that one, yes, actually, that was yeah, pretty decent. But, I saw it in theaters. It was before Army Hammer was, you know, became Army Hammer. We know, right? So yeah, um, yeah, before he got <laughs> Army Hammered, you know. So but, um, <laughs> I like it. I like it, folks. But yeah, go check out Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning on Paramount Plus. I believe it's there for you guys, along with all the other Mission Impossibles. If you really want to see spy stuff done yo, correctly, just watch. You know what? Yeah. Just watch Mission Impossible. Yeah, you know, except oh, part three. Don't uh, watch part three. No, oh, I'm sorry. Two. Watch Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Yes. And you get good Henry Cavill there too, right? So, yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. There you yeah. go. Perfect. <laughs> you get awesome Henry Cavill there. He should have his own movie after that one, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, folks, go check out. It's funny we're ending it up with Mission Impossible. Go check out Mission Impossible. <laughs> it's streaming now, folks. Um, and uh, yeah, once this one drops, you guys can catch it if you want. But we warn you. It's a long movie. You're going to get bored with it. It's a lot going on. And it's not one of those movies yeah. where you can do stuff at home and then come back to it because you'll get super lost. Yeah. If you yeah, if you want to, if you want that and you want like an over two hour movie, just watch a Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Except part two. That one's not good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Avoid part two and the Chimera thing. That was oh, terrible. Um, but part yeah, three, go watch far. part three with the late uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was fantastic uh, as Owen uh, Davy in that one, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, folks, thank you so much. This was episode 179 of the Morgue, an official Course Feed podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. A big shout-out goes to Del Varis for all the artwork you see in front of you. A big shout-out goes to you guys for listening. We have 178 of these things for you anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Apple. Amazon, um, what else? Uh, iHeartRadio, anything you get your streaming into your ears, we are there for you guys. You can also catch this show on Tuesdays live at 4:20. Anywhere you get a live stream on on Twitch, on X Live, on Facebook Live as well, um, and you can catch this show. Um, also live on YouTube and dropping our entire catalog is on our YouTube channel. Go to the Corpse Feed YouTube channel, like, subscribe, and share. Make sure you comment. Um, we see a bunch of you guys actually watching, which is awesome. Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. Um, we love bringing you guys this content. Stay tuned for some more awesome stuff from the Corpse Feed and the Morgue. Um, and folks, remember, it's a scary world out there, but we are here to walk through.